It's Thursday, October 1st, and you're listening to a brand new episode of The Julian Dion Show. Today, we discuss Julian venturing into a red zone. We talk John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, more Cobra Kai, The Daily Dose with me, Jen Grant, your comments, and more. And we kick it off with Mike Plume. Well, I'm ripping in a roaring cross the Okanusa line. I'm a long gone daddy gone a long, long time. Calling up my baby back in Sault Ste. Marie. She knows it, I know, I know where I want to be. And when I get home, we're going to get down to it. I've been a driver all night, got to push on through it. I'm a long gone daddy. I'm gone a long, long time. Driving a midnight caddy And if these old fins were wings She'd fly Well, I ain't seen my baby In a week and a half Feels more like a year If you don't do the math We're about as tight It's too cold to pay When we're in Get home, we're gonna get down to it. I've been a traveling all night, got to push on through it. I'm a long gone daddy, gone a long, long time. Driving a midnight caddy, and if these old fins were wings, she'd fly. So, hey, hey, there, Miss. For so long I'm a long gone daddy I'm gone a long, long time Driving a midnight caddy And if these old fans were wings She'd fly If fans were wings She'd fly If fans were wings
Why don't we do a take Taz, wait a minute, let's start again. Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, this is Ron Vodry. This is Alex Nussbaum. This is Jason Fraser. This is Matt O'Brien. Hey, this is Ray Zwicker. All right, world, my name is Cal Post. Guys, this is Christina Walkinshaw. This is Eddie Delicepi. This is Adrian Spencer. Uh, my name is Timo. And you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Who am I talking to? What am I doing? Yeah, Julian Dion Comedy, Comedy Hour? You're podcast. listening to the... Fuck <laughs> See, I took the word out comedy, changes the meaning completely, doesn't it? Not really, I'm overworking, but days in the holidays. Happy holidays. You're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. Now broadcasting live and totally uncensored. Eh? <laughs> From Lemon Press Studio in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Project. I was like half asleep on the couch and now I'm projecting. Hey everyone, this is Christian Potenza. This is Gay Trevor Wilson. This is Jean Paul, aka the Island Hipster, hashtag hipster business. This is Steph Toller. Hey, this is Jake Goldsby. This is Sky Wallace. Hey everybody, this is Erica Sigurdsson, aka Ricky Six. Okay, hello. Hi. This is Howard Wagman. Hey, this is Peter Anthony, the PA System. This is Matt O'Brien. Some people like to, that's my rap name. This is Jen Grant, and you're listening to the Julian Dion Comedy Hour podcast. <laughs> Show you and me below, just like the flowers, laughing all day long. People, I need to lose. Sing a little song, then take a shower. Julian Dion. It's, it's a show. It's not an hour. It's a show. It's okay. With Jen Grant, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the show. We are live on a Thursday, Thursday morning, October 1st. Oh my gosh. We've made it to October. Broadcasting, of course, to you live from Lemon Press Studios in the beautiful Gatineau Hills. Hey, hey, hey. It's such a hey, hey, hey. Yeah, two, three, four, two. The beautiful and talented Jen Grant is with us this morning. Good morning, Jen. Well, good morning. Here we are. October. Here we are. October live on YouTube. The Three Julian days. Dion Show uh, Three days channel. Away from a special day. Three days away. Yes, my birthday. Wow, eight. Big three, seven, 37, two. 
Break, bridge, whatever you call it. You know what? I, I would switches. never. It's all you. I just. It's your thing that you started and it's now like I a, do yeah, it. It's like a beatboxy going with the beat. Sigida. It's it's nothing. It's not actual words. It's just phonetics. Oh, so. Sweet. All right. We are live. Again. As I mentioned on YouTube. On the Julian Dion Show with Jen Grant channel. But wait, is it on Twitch? As well as Facebook, facebook.com slash the Julian Dion Show. Twitch on Daily Motion, and there's one more. What is it? Uh, Periscope on Twitter. Snap. We're live there, yeah. Mm. I don't know where people are watching mm. us, but uh, good morning. And, uh, you know, of course, available on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Sarah, Kasana, Kasana, Kasana. We're going to get a text tomorrow. What's Kasana? Nah. What is Kasana? Yeah, we we're going to have the day off today. Uh, because you were going to do a show last uh, night. Okay, you need to stop with the sound why? effects. What? I need to stop being in a good mood and silly. I don't know why it's Thursday. really annoying me. Uh, I could have. I'll guess. You can't stand me. It's Thursday, which means it's almost Friday. Yay. <laughs> Cracking open a fresh. What about Thursday? Thursday. Oh, I like that. How come Thursday. no one ever says Thursday? Well, we we are saying Thursday officially. Cracking f- o- uh, Go ahead. What's your favorite day of the week? I, mean, I still I'm, I'm still reeling from you trying to um, silence my fun little trinkets and introduce sound effects go ahead Mm-mm. what's my what sorry your favorite day sorry about that my favorite day mm-hmm. i thought you wanted that reaction that's why i did it oh i'm just joking just joke yeah <laughs> oh c'est un joke la. i don't know favorite day <laughs> the day i met you Aww, the um perfect answer so what yeah what day was that the that day was week? november friday? was it a friday 19th 2009 mm-hmm I don't know. The um, one of those days is correct. One one of those things is correct. I think the year. Anyway, what? <laughs> um. Oh yeah, we were gonna maybe take the day off yesterday because I was gonna do a show last night in the red zone. Red zone. Red zone. It's which is officially, <laughs> by the way, now Montreal, Quebec City, and Chaudière uh, Palache. Ooh, or now, remembered. I remembered. I know it's the first time that I've talked about it that I've actually remembered. <laughs> is uh, officially as of midnight last night, uh, red zones in Quebec, which means no more uh, house visits. You cannot have anybody that's not addressed like that that doesn't have your address 
You have to show documentation. No more house visits. I thought you could have one person. One person under special circumstances. You can't just have one person for the sake of visiting. It's got to be like, oh, an elderly family member or somebody. You can't just always have one person rotating in your house coming in. Like, it's it's under specific. It's even stricter than the first lockdown because, again, it was 14 days the first one. 14 days to flatten the curve. Six Six months later, good morning. (laughs) <laughs> and now, uh, so now it's 28 days as of today, and uh, no house visits, private visits, or gatherings. All restaurants, bars, casinos, theaters, and showrooms are closed. Crazy. And uh, so it's a lockdown version 2.0. So anyway, I was supposed to do the show tonight in Montreal to practice for this uh, gala. I keep talking about it, but this is what's going on in my life, whatever. All right? Yep. Back off. <laughs> and uh, then it was pushed till yesterday, and I didn't know if um, I thought because I had to go to Montreal to do it. Really, I'm like, what a life we lead Such in, a strange in, in life. show business. Like, I got in my car yesterday, <clears throat> got in the car wearing a three piece suit because they had to. I had to go to Montreal to shoot this B roll stuff for the the gala on Saturday. I'm doing a Just for Laughs gala at Saint Denis Theater without an audience because it is in a red zone, so theaters are closed. So there's no audience. So we're essentially building a show with it's it's a full TV set. When it comes out next spring or summer, it will look like there's a full audience. It's so crazy. So yesterday I was filming the backstage as if I'm backstage and they uh call my name and I act surprised and go out. Right, so they'll mm-hmm. play that, and then they they explain that they're like, and then it's just gonna cut to from this footage. They haven't figured out the transition yet, but it's just gonna. I'll already be on stage. You're not gonna walk because usually when you walk out on stage, there's a wide shot of the theater. You see the audience, mm-hmm. but this, um, it's it's gonna be this thing I shot yesterday, and then uh, it's gonna somehow cut to just me being on stage. I do my set. It will look like there's an audience in the room, which is very weird. Weird. I hope it's current footage. Imagine they cut to like 1987 footage from Just for Laughs Galas at, at that Saint Denis theater. Anyway, <laughs> so but it was just so weird to get in my car, in my suit, to s- jump in, drive two and a half hours, get out, Very meet strange. meet this uh, PA that's in an alley behind the theater waiting for me. She's got a mask on, like a visor, whatever. I've got my mask. She greets me, brings me to this. In green room, I sit and wait, then come get me. Then there's like a cameraman and like a producer. They're like, okay, this is what we want to achieve from this shot. They're all wearing masks. You can you really feel like you're in a full-blown pandemic as we are. And then um, it takes like especially four... Especially there, eh? Especially there. And it's, yeah, and it's all ghost town. Like, you know, it was really great parking. I parked right in front of where I had to... Silver lining. To go, yeah. And then so uh, I'm in this room. It takes all of four minutes. And they're like, okay, thanks. I just like emptied my pockets, like my keys, wallet, phone on this That's table it? next to the thing. Four minutes, really? Yeah. And then I get back in the car. Yeah. But then I was, it took a long time to come back home because there was so much traffic. I, I hit, I basically left full blown traffic. But I'm like, this is such a weird life. Then I'm back in my car, driving another two and a half. Well, it took me more than that to come back. Then just get home and that's just my work day. But so I would have had a few hours to kill in Montreal had I decided to stay for the show. Mm-hmm. I would have had about four hours to kill and I don't know. It was just the risk of doing it. 
And I was talking to a comedian yesterday, and he was like, I don't know. He goes, I think practicing at home for this particular case, where usually you'd be performing in front of people, where, where I'll be performing in front of nobody. In it's this true. particular case, it's almost better to practice at home. Yeah. Uh, which is the rare, rare uh, time that it's actually worth anything practicing at home. Because if I if I go downstairs here with an actual mic and practice and go through the cadence and the beat of this set, uh, I'm basically going to be doing that exact thing uh, in Montreal, right, in front of nobody. So if I get used to that kind of doing it without any reaction, so I uh, determined it was not worth the risk and more value to just come home and and uh, practice my set at home rather than do it one last time in front of an audience. Well, I know you hate unprecedented that word, but yeah. a lot because of this pandemic, a lot has end up being. Like a lot of us have had to do our jobs in different ways now. Yeah. And now I have a question because hey. you had to write a whole new set for this, correct? All new. Well, basically what I did, and again, I don't want to talk about it too much because I've, it's a dead horse I keep bringing up. But yeah, I, I submitted a script. They, it was a last minute booking on this thing about two weeks ago. About. So and crazy. I sent in a script. They're like, we thought it'd be fun to have you on this gala. It's about the French language, this and that. So I send in like some bits that I know work and, and tried and tested material. And they came back with like all of it striked. They literally just like the first 20 seconds, my intro. So what I did is take took that 20 seconds where I talk about the Acadian accent and just stretched it out to eight minutes. And do you feel like that will be in your act now? I don't know. It's very specifically language driven because it's a gala on um, Just for Laughs does in French anyway. They do a lot of times themes. Mm. So this one is about the French language. And so I don't know if it's it's very specifically, maybe, but anyway, it's seven minutes of stretching. Well, I'm just curious because it's kind of cool that you were able to do that. Like, are are you like, oh, okay. Like, does that give you kind of more confidence well, about I mean, being able to... It's It gives me confidence uh, in it being able to write a set for a show that there's no audience. But I don't know if I would feel that confident it was a full theater right now that I'd be going to in two days. But without an audience, I feel like we're all working to build a TV show together. So my set is part of it. So... I'm just going to be on stage doing the thing. And without an audience, I mean, you can do this during TV or usual TV tapings where if you f fuck up a line or whatever, you can mm -hmm. take it over and just start. And then in, they'll fix it in post-production and the audience is in on it. But you can do that even more now. Mm -hmm. with It's just the tech crew. So everybody understands. So if you take a line, you want to take a line back or redo a, 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 a bit or a punchline. You know, you can kind of do that. So you're all kind of. So I'm. I'm. Ch I changed the way I look at it, where it's more like we're all building a TV show. Mm -hmm. I'm just a small part of this puzzle. And so, in that respect, if ever I was to do that again, I feel confident and able to be able to write a set. But I don't know if I would feel super confident with the immediate. Uh, you know, there's no safety net there with an audience. It's mm -hmm. like they let you know right away if it's funny or not. Whereas in this case, I'm like, you know. Anyway, yeah, that's that. So that's happening Saturday, and then, yeah, uh, it's birthday weekend. It's birthday weekend. My parents are coming to town. Fun. Haven't seen them since March. 
the beginning of the lockdown, so they'll be here on Sunday. Fun. Uh, they're coming to an orange zone. They're coming from the utopia that is New Brunswick. And um coming to an orange zone, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to, to isolate for fourteen days when they go back, but yeah, my mom was like I can't take it anymore. We have to see our son. <laughs> Cute. Did she say that? <laughs> Something like that. Aw. It's like That's so we'll so just quarantine. Sweet. Yeah. That's very sweet. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. That is nice. Yeah. You miss them too. Don't act tough. I am very tough. <laughs> and masculine. Yeah, of course. It's a long time. This is the longest since uh, I've I've gone since uh, ever to mm-hmm. not go home, I think. I think. Yep. Anyway, happy Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday to Le Monde. Happy Thursday to you. Yeah. <laughs> happy Thursday to you. Take it away. Happy Thursday. Jenny, go ahead. Happy Thursday. No. Happy Thursday. Happy Never felt Thursday so alone. To you. Hey. I want to ask you your opinion on this. Wait, can I, I s- tell you that Yvonne says she's here in real time. Good oh, morning, in real Yvonne. time. We were just talking about you. Yeah, we were. And then Yvonne said, Écoutez, Jen, parlez en français. Bravo. Yeah, bravo, Ma- bravo. Merci beaucoup. Je peux parler un petit peu. Yeah. Um, Jay says, Jen, say un oiseau sur la fenêtre. Un oiseau. <laughs> I guess he's trying out. He just remembers some stuff from French class. Yeah. Jay trying out his grade three French. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Good morning to everybody. If you are watching us live, feel free to throw in some comments. And, oh, yeah. Um, we'll get to them. Eventually. I love the comments. Eventually. They're fun. You know what? It, they are fun. And they keep us... On our toe, they keep us. Th- uh, never mind. <laughs> I want to ask your opinion on this, JenniferGrant.com. Let's hear it. The uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, va- fa- famous couple. You know them, right? Uh, I don't know if I know the girl. I know John Legend. The girl, she's a woman. Thank Who is you very it? Much. Uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend. Mm, maybe if I saw her. Okay. Maybe if I saw the girl. Anyway, they Just were. Kidding. I wanted to ask your opinion, opinion on this. Um, people are talking about them today because she uh, they were pregnant and she lost the baby. Mm-hmm. She was, uh, I don't know, four months pregnant or so. Aww, and uh, it's very sad, awful. The thing is, it's this uh, world we live in again where it's so public. Don't I you know. feel like that's something someone should go through privately? I mean, it's it's you kind of have to address it, especially if you're in the public eye. Uh, to the degree that they are, you have to address it if you're showing and whatever. Then all of a sudden, you're not pregnant anymore. But you're not showing it four months. But anyways, go ahead. It, I wonder if you. Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, see, just goes to show how little I know. But well, so well, they're trending, and people are 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 talking about it, and it's very sad. And they made a public statement. And there's like a picture of her on a on a hospital bed, in a hospital gown. It's like half kind of coming off the shoulder. She's very sad, of course. It's a horrific thing. Uh, and then there's the statement. The picture's in black and white. I don't know. It it just seems wh- like too why, private. To me, that's something that you should deal with privately. I mean, why? Again, I mean, we've talked about this sort of thing before. When it comes to this, is just the landscape in the world we live in. Where you, and and especially at being celebrity at that at that level, but it's like 
it's so uh, calculated and crafted. Do you know what I mean? Like the I picture, do, she's I'm on the bed on the hospital bed. Someone ha- like someone took that picture and then they went into a photo editor and put it on Agreed. a filter and it m- made it black and white so it's more you know, sad, and then the black and white, they thought, oh, yeah, that looks good, black and white. I tweaked the photo a bit, cropped it, then put... <laughs> and th- no, but really think about it. And then and this let's be clear, we're not making fun of what's happened. Af- of course not. It's awful. And But I'm just... Quest- I know, I'm just I agree. questioning the, the process of then going public with it in such a way where I it's get so... That. It's so... Each part of it is so calculated the picture the statement the statement's not a it's not a like just a text thing it's also a picture file so it's like it was done with the you know a word a a picture editor and they added text and then like it's this long thing and a statement to the public and then the statement to the unborn child that they had named jack and it's really 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 fucking sad but what do we and not but because when you say but it takes away from what you just said but you know what i mean but 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 chicken butt. So it's like, <laughs> w- what are we doing? I mean, shouldn't that this is one of the most the the uh, difficult things someone will go through. And um, so anyway, so and also what Can happens to sure. Do, let me just fin- finish this thought. Also, when you do put yourself out there, you assume that it's all going to be positive. What you what you get back, right? But you can't assume that because it's the internet. So even if you go well, we're liked celebrities in general. People have like us and this is a horrific thing that most people will sympathize and empathize with so let's put it out there and we'll only receive good feedback but of course there was also some backlash on on this what were you going to say what was the backlash well people now saying oh here's liberal hollywood mourning the loss of a, f- a four-month-old unborn child hollywood that is so pro uh choice right liberal hollywood mm. so the right wing um the right really came after with with hashtag ochrissy like oh i guess it's not just a clump of cells i guess because they're like you can't have it it's it's awful what's happening on about this towards this but or in response to this rather Mm -hmm. but it's like um that is an interesting thing though eh it's well, it's like yes, it's like you know. I don't want to get into that debate because that's do I, very but that heavy. Is interesting. The pro, that is interesting. Yeah, though. I've never thought of it that way. Because <clears throat> they, you know, they're always about it's a woman's body and pro-choice and all this, yeah. and then you lose a child four months in. It's like, well, yeah. well what what are you fighting for at this point? I thought it was not uh, right. Life, right. Know? Anyway, so it's I know, awful. I hear you. But but this is what I mean. We shouldn't even be having this discussion specifically uh, related to the situation. It should just be dealt privately and we shouldn't even be talking about any of it. We shouldn't be defending anybody. It should just all be... Well, can I... I don't know. Yeah. Okay, here's what I wanted to say earlier is that I've known people who have had miscarriages before and obviously it's just... It's just like... Course, like you said, it's, it's just terrible, terrible, terrible. And But I know that... Like, we overshare in our society and it's mm-hmm. it's like are we oversharing for followers here like for like you know using topics like that and i'm not i'm not suggesting Clout, that's what they're they doing <clears throat> yeah but sometimes when you're going through a hard thing like that you can feel alone so th- that can be a good motivation for sharing too is where it's like a support group kind of thing yeah like i know I know, especially with postpartum, for instance, which is a different thing, but kind of in the same vein, you can, I've known people who have gone through that too. And, you know, with society always like, uh, 
um, saying that like you're supposed to be over the moon when you're a brand new mother, but there's a lot of hormones going on and there's a lot of postpartum that people, a lot of people don't talk about. And then you're kind of, you're going through one of the hardest, most joyful things in your life, you know, but you're, you're having this postpartum and no one's really talking about, it's like, it's like no one really understands that unless you go through it kind of thing. Like, like depression's like that already. But then on top of it, when you're a new mother, it's like, we'll just pick up your socks. What's wrong? Like, you know, how could you be upset? You have this beautiful new, you know, human in your life. Like, why are you so upset? So I'm wondering if. Uh, like I, I understand the idea of sharing because it makes you feel better not knowing you're not alone. Right. But why yeah, but you could get manufacturing that, it, you know, like you could get that through focus group or not focus groups, uh, support groups of people that have gone, have gone through similar but things. What I don't people, think you have to do it on such a public platform but, but what to if get peop- the support. What if people don't want to do that? What if they don't, they're too depressed to even want to reach out to a support group and they see it on they, they might feel a little bit, but sometimes it does feel manufactured. So the idea of sharing to make, to help other people, like, I don't know, is it the, is it therapeutic for them or is it Maybe also a-, a question of celebrity? Like, why do we need to know everything about these people's lives? Like the idea of celebrity is weird too. Like why? It's like they feel like they have an obligation to their Th- that's fans. That's the thing. They probably feel like they should. Like, okay, how do we address this now? It's like, does it even cross their minds that they don't have to address it? Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, okay, now, okay, we should take a picture. We should post about this. And how quick after that they lose the child and she's in the hospital bed, do they go, we should probably address this and post about it. Mm-hmm. Here, sit up. Let me take your picture. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And it's also, maybe it's, yeah, I know and I'm mean. not judging, I'm questioning it. Like, this is a, a, a symptom of the world that we live in, yes. I think. And it's like, uh, maybe it's a thing of control where it's like, okay, this horrific chapter in our lives, we'll look back on it. Maybe if we take charge and decide what we put out there in regards to this, then looking back, we'll compartmentalize this terrible thing that happened in our life lives and then when we look back it'll be like okay this was the statement this is the thing this is how we dealt about it, with it and it's you're in control of of the image that's put out there uh, when it comes to this if mm-hmm. if if it is um, I mean because if it is already public that you're pregnant it's gotta you almost have to address it or you don't I don't know maybe it could just come out in a statement like a quick you know maybe you just don't address it I don't know what the answer is but it just to me seems like and again, not judging because people will do whatever the hell they do to, to grieve and, and get feel better in the moment. But is going that, it's such a private thing. There's nothing more private than that. And having her in the hospital bed all vulnerable, like that's reserved for millions of people now see this image mm-hmm. where it's like that should be reserved for the two of you and the nurse and the doctor. Like no one should see that. You in the hospital bed after you just lost your unborn child, and then you know what I mean. It's just like I don't know. Well, is it? Harsh? I think I think if there wasn't that, it's hard not to be critical of that because it, because we live in a world of like followers and trying to get followers and image crafting and all these things. So you tend to like if it was just pure, if it was just like here's an honest moment. Yeah. And I want to share an honest moment because, and I mean, I don't know, maybe some people really do believe that, but it there is, I can see why one would be cynical looking at that and going, 
Like maybe you should just have that as a private moment. And, and in our society now, like I all admit it, it happens to me all the time when something really fun happens. I think one of my reactions is grab my phone and record it. And it's like, why don't you just sit in the moment? Whether it's fun, whether it's sad, whether it's just any intense moment, it's this compulsion to share. And the compulsion to share, and you just touched on something. You said sometimes it's for support or whatever. But if it is for support, if you're doing that for support, let's say in this case, you put it out there, you release a statement, you put out the sad picture, and you're doing it for support because this will make you feel better. Well, if it is for support, that means you're reading all the comments. If you're reading all the comments and the feedback, that means you're reading the good and the bad. How is that going to make you feel really better? If you're Mm -hmm. seeing now all of a sudden that on top of your trending... uh, you know, these uh, these other people are trending about the same topic, are making the same topic trend, but for shitty reasons mm-hmm. where they, it will actually hurt your feelings. So why even open yourself up to that? It's not only going to be good that you get from putting that out there because you get it all. You're putting it out to the masses and there's all types of people. I mean, uh, people will shit on everything. Mm-hmm. Good morning, everybody. Remember, this was a comedy show? No. Barely. Really don't. All right. Yeah. So John Legend and his, uh, who is it again? Chrissy Teigen. I'll have to look her up. You'll Um, recognize her as soon as you see her. Yeah. But. Fick. Fick. All right. Mm -hmm. And we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Boom. Boom. Shalaka laka. Yeah, like when people post things where they're they've Don't got force a, it. a tear falling down their face in an honest oh, moment. It's like fuck. I've talked it, about that before. Well, it's kind of the same thing. It's like as a pure expression of authenticity, like look at me having a hard moment. Um, we all have hard moments. I mean, yes, but I don't know. It just takes it away when you're like, okay, I got to go get my phone. Get it. Okay, is this the right lighting? Well, yeah, we talked uh, about this trend on TikTok where it's like you just t- film yourself crying and then you just put it to sad music and put captions like, you know, I trust in you. I believed in you. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, what are you doing? It's so embarrassing, especially when it's over petty shit and it's like, uh, anyway, here's a lighter thing I want to talk about. Yeah, heavy. finally, we finished the second season of Cobra Kai. Oh my goodness, Cobra Kai! Loved I love. Oh my god, I loved it. It was great. We talked about it on before. Netflix. Cobra Kai on Netflix. On Netflix, it's amazing because it's 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 made today, but it's using the rules of film and television. Oh television. Film and television from the '80s, so all the rules and the kind of corny nostalgia that we grew up with so awesome and it's i realized that it is awesome and it is great it is a great series but as we it went on it's really good as a movie but as a series it's like oh this is for children you know what i mean Mm -hmm. as a movie (laughs) as as a movie you can kind of be fooled as a movie you can kind of be fooled into going like oh this is is it a children's thing or am i feeling nostalgic and I was a child when I initially, you know, um, consumed this. But now, as a grown person, maybe it's the nostalgia. But you can, you can kind of get get away with it for a, a film. But uh, two plus seasons of it, you're like, oh, this is for children. Like, 1,000%. 
which is fine but and there's everything, moments but it's like, it's like a but, there's, like, oh my, but yeah. there's moments that aren't like that like if it was throughout that way like there's that anyway i don't want to mention too many things because if you haven't seen it you should go and watch it but there's certain scenes where it's like this is full-on kids movie but then there's it's not it's like there it's like it's a kids movie but with jokes for the adults and references it is very good it's just yeah. very it's quite clearly for children it's like oh it's and when you think about it like just just the premise of it mm-hmm. two rival children karate schools that take it way <laughs> seriously that are like just fighting in schools and stuff and nobody's stopping any of this you're like you know none of this would happen in the real world and why would two grown men the two senseis of these dojos care this much about any of this i believe they would i believe you really think they would be that angry at each other yeah some people are like that i don't know melanie said melanie is my sister and she has four kids she says too much swearing for children i didn't even notice the swearing swearing. Yeah. yeah Goes to show what kind of people we are. I don't. I don't. Even, I didn't even recognize. Do, do they swear? Apparently, in Cobra Kai. Well, son of a bitch. So this is hilarious. This is really you know you never know. Our our audience, I think, likes the lighter side of life because when we talk about fun things like this, we definitely get lots of response. Laura says, "Do uh, well." Well, this is the other thing that we were talking about. Anyways, I'll go back to that later. But she says. Um, Whose team are you on, LaRusso or Lawrence? I'm team Lawrence. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that's kind of the way the series was designed where you're you're rooting for the bad guy now. Mm-hmm. And uh also uh Ralph Macchio or Macchio or whatever the hell is a terrible actor. He is not a good actor. Yeah. I know, he's really oh, were bad. You distracted there? He's really bad. Yeah, he's really really bad. I mean, he's uh I can't even he he just lucked in. He must be like, "Oh my god. I cannot believe my luck." I know. <laughs> Cuz he's such a bad actor and he's got this sweet gig on Netflix now. And it's like the only reason is because he had this role as a child, but as an adult, he cannot act. I don't I'd have to watch the original Karate Kid to see if he was a bad child actor, but I don't think so. You know he what? Fine. I I seem to remember he was good, but I watched it when I was a kid, so I don't I don't really I wouldn't know. What and also, a terrible I think, actor. Yeah, I know. And I think we judge, like I think movies and acting has gotten even better and deeper and more realistic now. He's probably, well, because he hasn't done anything since. So it just goes to show you can't take 30 years off and just be like, yeah, I got this. I got uh, Yeah, I'll, good point. I'll be the lead in a new series. No problem. I took 30 years off. It's like, he, it, it shows. It and really, this, is, this is also doesn't sound very nice but he looks so out of shape too i know i know, I know there's that's really one thing too well i mean both of them they're supposed to be these karate uh, you know senseis that are you know nothing but live breathe and eat this stuff but it's funny they're like these semi-amateur retired karate people that come out of retirement and then have these rival kids <laughs> karate dojos that anyway <laughs> and but he's a terrible actor. I can't even it 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 takes me out of the show. Yeah, he know he's bad. He's Every really time, bad. And how many times when we watch this do we go, "Oh my god, that was so bad." Oh my god. Like he's just you can see him reading his lines as he's he's just there. Also when they when he fights with um with Johnny Lawrence as if like Johnny Lawrence would kick his ass. <laughs> he's in such good shape. He's like super fit. 
And then Ralph Macchio looks like he hasn't lifted a weight since. He looks so soft, like everything's and like mush. It's mush and like um, like he's that skinny fat. I'm sorry, Ralph Macchio. I well, it's good. It's good. Maybe he's gonna get in shape now. Uh, do you think? Well, now all of a sudden this this show is a huge hit. Like he probably thought YouTube. Yeah, sure. Like right. now it's like acquired by Netflix. And I feel that um, I feel that Elizabeth Shue obviously is going to be in the third season. Well, it finishes. She's not really. Oh well, don't, well mm-hmm. I guess we'll give the spoiler if we say how it finishes. Yeah, the don't say anything. So don't say anything. But there's like little foreshadows. There's a little bit of like um, hinting. And I read an article with her, and they said, uh, you know, or will you be in it, or are you interested? And she's being very vague, and it's for sure for the surprise effect. Like, I can't wait till the third season comes out. No. I, I'm so into it, and I uh, I really like that character. Uh, Miller's saying, who does Zabka play? That's Johnny Lawrence. That's the the blonde guy. Cobra Kai guy. And um, The Cobra guy. Yeah. And that, that older actor, too, who started Cobra Kai, who was older in The Karate Kid. I mean, yeah. everybody, everybody, it's funny because Ralph Macho was the star of Karate Kid and he has not aged. Well, it's not that he hasn't aged well. He's just not in good shape. He he looks fine. His hair's weird. I, don't, I guess they do that to make him really look like, it's so cheesy because... They're trying to show like Johnny Lawrence is the crazy guy and the crazy guy who has, you know, um, an unconventional lifestyle and is yeah. against the grain and not conservative. And then there's the car car um, uh, dealership owner who's this really rich conservative guy and he's got that snap on hairdo kind of thing. But they should maybe let him, you know, what's with his hair? Is that a toupee? I don't know. But really think about if that was a situation in real life. Imagine you're working at a car dealership and your boss is like, um, you have a company picnic like they had and your boss is like, actually, a part of the picnic we just added to the program, I'm going to do a demonstration with my children from my karate dojo. And you're like, you do karate? And then... And then they do the presentation at the company picnic and then it's interrupted by this other cool hip karate children's karate dojo Cobra Kai and they come in (laughs) and then you're humiliated at your own picnic. I mean, it's just, it's for children. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of, I think it's for both. Sorry, Jules, I'm going to disagree with you here. And, um, Miller says that Ralph Macchio is 58, but you know what? He's 58. But 58 okay, is well, different. Looks, yeah, but 58 is different today. He looks good for Yeah, but how old is Johnny Lawrence? How old is that William Zabka? I don't know. I'm going to look right now. Never been so fired up in my life. I know. But I'm it is so okay. Fired it's, up. It might not. It, it's, it might not be for children specifically because it's there. There's cursing, but it's for grown children. Well, I don't know, Jules. Just let it go. William. What are you talking about? Let Just it go. Kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez. It's not even that serious. Like, let it go. We're offending people. Are you okay? I know. No. No, I know. It's just, um, yeah. Oh, he's 54, Johnny Lawrence. 58. That's impressive. Yeah, but it's only four years younger, and that guy looks so much better. I don't even think he's that in great of a shape. I, I haven't. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. Oh. You can see like he's his like he's fit his arms and his Easy. chest. <laughs> <laughs> and that that uh older actor who's who started Cobra Kai um the bad guy? Yeah. He's I mean, are you ready to be impressed? 
Yeah. You- 74. Wow. Okay. Like, come on. Ralph Macchio must look at him and go, okay, I need to get my shit together. Yeah. Anyway. And, uh, but yeah, it's good. I mean, it's, it's great fluff to end the day with when you watch. Oh, I love it. You know. Yeah. I mean, when Ra- you're const- Ra- go ahead. When you're watching constant murder. It's true. Yeah, it's crush, cleanse the palate, as we say here at the household, with a few Cobra Kai's. Elizabeth Shue looks really good, too. She's 56. Mm -hmm. Like, Ralph Macho, don't get me wrong, his face, I think he he actually looks good. Um, But he's just, he's just really out of shape. Yeah. And you know what? I I hear you, Miller, because Miller said he's 58, kind of saying like, you know, come on, give give the guy a break. I'm sure that's what she's saying. But, you know... I do Still feel like I feel yeah, it's he looks true. good for his age. He looks young, but he's he's a young looking bad actor. Yeah. Miller says 54 about Johnny Lawrence. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, w- yeah. William Zabka. And then she said Ralph. <laughs> Ralph was 22 in the original movie. No. I repeat 22. <laughs> I thought he was like 11. He okay, was maybe little. 14. He was little. He was actually 22. I actually well, thought he was like 14 years old. Honestly. That would have, a gun to my head, I would have said 14 to 17. Let me see. Well, let's think about it. Well, he looks so young. He was a child, karate kid, like 22. He's a, that's a man. So it says here, yeah, he was 22. Uh, Although he played a high school student, Machio was 22 when he made Karate Kid. And while his youthful appearance worked well in the film, it made it difficult for him to transition to adult parts. Yeah, he never really did anything after that, did he? No. Well, Dancing with the Stars. It said, trust me, it shows in his acting. He, d- he also didn't take <laughs> any classes since then. You can't just take 20 Poor years guy. off of acting and be like, I'll jump right back into this and be a lead. You can get away with being a bad actor with a small part where you just got a couple lines, but being a lead, Oof. you're so exposed to having underdeveloped skills. Other actors must, like real good actors that are out of work, must be watching this being like, what the? F-? Like, this is what Netflix <laughs> is putting their money into? Well, good for him, it's though. It's kind of an insult. I wonder if he's a nice guy. Like, I'm happy for him because he's... <sighs> Poor guy, though. Picture it, okay? Picture well, it. Picture, really picture being Ralph Macchio. You have this... Like, that's really hard. You have this huge hit Karate Kid. Like, it's iconic. And you do really well. You're 22 and you think, oh, man, here we go. Like, my life is going to be amazing. I just had this hit movie. And then no one wants to put you in anything. <laughs> and then you try and you try and you audition and you show up and you you study for a while. You keep your craft polished. But I don't think he it, kept his craft polished. Yeah, I know. But maybe he did and then gave up because he's like, well, no one's... No one's putting me in anything. But then, not poor him, but then, because of technology, because TV's only existed for so long, TV and movies, right? It's still all new. And now we're at a day and age where people at home can create, uh, for a fraction, for a small budget, can create uh, what Hollywood could create 30, 40 years ago. You can do that at home now with your computers and your phone. With your phone, you can create better quality... Uh, a better quality cinematic experience with just what you have at home than than what was available before for you know tens of thousands of dollars equipment wise, mm-hmm. and that's how this show got picked up. Someone did it on YouTube with their own resources, same as that uh, dramatic Fresh Prince thing that is coming out. 
Yeah. Started on YouTube because people can produce these things, these incredibly high quality things because of the tools that are out there. And then, and then, uh, so then because of that, you have people like Ralph Macchio that find themselves working again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like they're doing these reboots that are 30, these 30 year sequels and whatnot. That's, that's kind of all happening now because there was no, you know, when TV's 400 years old, all these reboots and stuff, that'll be like old news. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Daily dose. All right. Daily dose. It's that time. Get the news from coast to coast. Uh-huh. Daily dose. Daily dose. All your news from coast to all coast. All the news and headlines from Jim Grant. Oh. Here's your daily dose for Thursday, October 1st. You know what? Now I don't even want to talk about anything but Cobra Kai, but anyways. Oh, did you want to continue? No, you don't no, have to do okay. the daily dose, honestly. No, it's okay. I just uh, detected a I little space joking, and time. I was actually joking. I was just joking around and I wanted you to laugh at that because everything's going to seem boring now compared to Cobra Kai. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, so Italy's doing really well. Remember Italy was like the first to really... Um, get hit really hard and yeah. it was terrible. Well, they've really learned from the first wave and have taken some really intense precautions and really like... What are they doing different? Are they locked down also? They're there? basically like every story, like every story, and I brought this up yesterday, everything boils down to stay away from people, yeah. don't get together in large groups. They're basically doing everything really right and really strict and that's one of the things... About it being like um, a country that was hit so hard and like were traumatized by how many people died. Mm -hmm. And like whenever you live in a place like that and see literally coffins and like, you know, all that you learn. So anyways, that's really positive, even though I just said coffin. Sorry about that. But, you know, I, I think that they've learned a lot and we can learn a lot. So just because nothing's happening where you are, just follow the rules and then we'll we'll have a better experience. And Italy is showing that. Okay, here's a totally side note. I just wanted to mention the Italy thing. But um, have you heard, I asked you this before we started the podcast today. Have you heard of Nixium? No. So it's a cult? Have you heard? I think you no. told, I, I thought you were talking about it before. Maybe, like how many cults are there? There's this guy who like manipulated all these people and it's a self-help cult. What was that one that you were talking about? I don't remember. Really? I thought you did. Remember you said, okay, anyways, um, this woman, Claire Bronfman, Bronfman, a wealthy benefactor of uh, Keith Ranier and the American daughter of the late... Edgar Brof, Bronfman, <laughs> Bronfman. <laughs> Bronfman has been sentenced to almost seven years for her role in the Nexium case. The 41-year-old was born into a wealthy Canadian-American family, and it comes from the Seagram Empire that began with their grandfather, Samuel, who set up a Canadian whiskey d- distiller in The Seagram Canada. family started a cult? No, they didn't start a cult, but she like helped. Mm. She like helped this guy. But anyway, so this is actually old news because I, but I've never heard of it. So I thought I would ask you if you knew about it. There's this guy who's like, his name is like uh, Renier, his last name. I think it's Keith, I just mentioned. He started this cult. It's like a self help cult and brainwashed all these people. And brainwashed women, especially female slaves, in quote, 
And he used to like brand them and stuff. Do you didn't hear anything about this? I actually did. Where where was it? You said. Um, I don't even know where it was. I actually don't know what you're talking about. I and know. And there's like a podcast that I'm going to listen to because of this because it sounds so crazy. Like he had like actresses in this cult. Uh, there's uh, from Smallville. You know that show Smallville. Mm-hmm. There's an actress, Allison Mack. Like, for instance, the reason I said it was old news is because last year she pleaded guilty in a New York court to racketeering charges related to her role in a cult-like group whose leader has has been accused of sex trafficking. This actress entered her plea as jury selection was about to begin in the trial of her co-accused, Keith Ranier. He's the founder of Nixium. It's spelled N-X-I-V-M. It's a self-improvement organization that prosecutors have likened to a pyramid scheme. This actress uh, cried as she admitted manipulating women into becoming sex slaves for this guy. That's always one of the things with cult leaders. It's like they put out their manifesto, what they're about and everything, and always one part of it, one tranche is like, oh, and by the way, I'm going to have to sleep with all the women. I don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to. I'm doing this for the rest of us, but you will all have to surrender. I will take the burden, take on the burden of sexing you all. It's so true. There's all of always them. There's it- always like, okay, it's self-help. Here's the thing. Our bodies are temples. We all agree to this, this, and also I'm going to have to sleep with all of the women. Sorry, but it's just what I have to it's do. It's just, just the word of God directly through me. He's channeling and... Uh, <laughs> Turns out very horny as well. <laughs> this actress said that she believed that this Keith guy, uh, his intentions were to help people. And she said, obviously, I was wrong. Yeah, obviously. How about when when he started branding people? I will help he actually you by, branded. I know. I will help you by branding you and then hurling my seed within you. Hurling. Unreal. Not eh? because I want to, but because the good Lord told me to. Unreal. Yeah. So there was apparently, like, this guy must have been real charismatic because at its height, this cult had thousands of members in New York, Vancouver, and Los Angeles. The actress I'm talking about from Smallville was a prominent member of the group during the time the series Smallville was filmed and around Vancouver. Mac played the role of Superman's close friend. She also became a prominent uh, adherent of this cult, appearing in many videos alongside Renier and as he explained his philosophy. According to the documents filed with the New York court last month, this actress, Mac, was engaged in negotiations with the government regarding a potential pretrial resolution of her case. I know I can see, I know I can and will be a better person. Yikes. Yeah. So anyway, there's a podcast that sounds really interesting. I think it's called Uncover. I'll just find out here. So you guys can check it out because I I think that sounds really cool. And I think there's going to be people in the podcast that tell um, their story about being in this cult. This guy just took advantage of people that, you know, were looking for somebody to sleep with their wives. Yeah. But some like obviously needed some confidence in their life. And anyway, well, Here is a positive story. Okay. Are you excited about that? (laughs) (laughs) Well. (sighs) So there's a woman named Lashenda Williams. She was living in her car and wondered where her next meal was going to come from. 
She was raised in the foster care system and uh, she never had a stable home life. She said, I spent my life moving from foster care to foster care, dealing with the child abuse and things like that. And in the end, nobody wanted me and I stayed in the system until my senior year of high school. In addition to the abuse she suffered in foster care, Williams was hampered by a learning disability that made... It's amazing how hard some people's lives are, eh? You know. And and they still persevere. I'm so impressed with people like that. So uh, she was hampered by a learning disability that made finding jobs more difficult, even so she never stopped trying. Like, that's incredible. Whether yeah. whether it was luck or fate that led her to the parking lot of this uh, East Nashville, Tennessee, Tennessee uh, Kroger grocery store, Williams' life was about to change for the better. By day, she became a store regular, striking up conversations and making friends, even when she couldn't afford to buy food. At night, she'd move her car to a new location, hoping that the staff wouldn't realize she was living in the parking lot. Like, how heartbreaking is that? Mm-hmm. When the manager, Jackie... Um, noticed i guess she was working at she told her about an upcoming job fair impressed by williams's can do upbeat people skills they made sure they that she made the cut um to be a new candidate for uh to be hired and um yeah she ended up getting a job and she already got good news yeah and she got she got a promotion after just one month and went from part-time cashier to full-time checkout associate. Soon after, she was able to find, afford a new place to live. And um, as it turned out, it was the very first apartment she'd ever had with her name on the lease. How cool is that? I love stories like that. Not only is it good to hear that like people want to help people that need the help, mm-hmm. but also it's um, inspiring to hear someone who is that got that much against them who could easily just decide to like say fuck it and never give up love it and anytime makes you want to be uh easily makes you want to be grateful eh, for your Mm, life like and how good it is anyways boom yeah Mm -hmm. that's your daily dose okay all right daily dose daily dose Get the news from coast to coast. Daily dose, daily dose. All your news from coast to All coast. All the news and the headlines from Jen Grant. Thanks, Jenny Poo. Well, thank you. Miller says, I love the way you two disagree. Disagree is in quotes. She says, um, does Julian ever get like, no, Jen, I'm prepared to die on this hill? If my boyfriend and I disagree on things, we'd have to mute this show and maybe go to a break. We'll, we'll be right back. Well, one of us will. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Well, you also it's it's tricky. You have to disagree and not make people uncomfortable when they listen. So it's like, you know, we disagree differently off air, I think. Yeah, Don't you think? I we're, do, we're, but... We're, I mean, yeah. you know... Because people get uncomfortable. Sometimes we get heated and then we were like, oh, it's just uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, but oh. we don't really fight that much. No. But it's I, I, this. It's weird that people... Mostly because you always say I'm right. Yes. Well, mm-hmm. people... Uh, I don't know. Well, because... Uh, and then Laura says she can't agree more. Is it love, duty, or professionalism? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> you got to be perfect. We can't just like go full crazy sometimes and disagree. I mean... 
Because people get, or maybe people don't get uncomfortable, but they just project. I know that. Uh, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you do that one? I like that. Uh, I tried it yesterday, and um, I don't know. Well, okay, hold on. I'm that just sounded looking, religious. I'm just trying to get, do a. Ooh, Ringo, yeah. Blazing Sauces. Yee. I'm just trying to uh, oh. uh, see your the mic technique. You're getting it. Do not patronize Listen. me. Now I want to fight. All right. Oh, snap. Hey, yeah, we'll use this one. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode of the Julian Dion Show is brought to you once again by Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Uh, go to gringosblazingsauces.com for a wide selection of some of the best hot sauces, salsas, grilling sauces, and barbecue sauces, charcuterie jellies that you will ever taste. Made with nothing but only the freshest hand-selected ingredients, gringosblazingsauces.com. Local artisanal hot sauces from Ottawa, Canada. Gringosblazingsauces.com. They ship all over North America. And uh, it's uh, for orders over 40 bucks. It's free shipping in Canada. That's right. Also, listeners of this program get an addition... <laughs> Whoa. Get an additional 5% off by entering promo code... G I started thinking of what I was saying. I actually had this moment where I was going, oh, I'm talking really fast and articulating pretty good right now. And I went, da 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 da, -da. <laughs> I was I started actually getting impressed by my articulation midway through that and then fucked it up. Gringosblazingsauces.com, ladies and gentlemen, go there. Trust us. This shit is amazing. We are pepperheads. We know. We sure do. Chef by trade, Doug Knight, co-founder of the company and his wife, Laura. Our friends and yours are obsessed with finding the perfect balance between heat and flavor, and they nail it every single time. Go to gringosblazingsauces.com and discover it. Today, Gringo's Blazing Sauces. Did I say the promo code? Yes, I did, right? Um, Enter promo code JD5 for an additional 5% off at checkout. JD5, Gringo's. Good night. Ah... Hmm. Uh. It's good to know that we're mildly disagree, like we're, that we um, disagree good. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Mm. Went to a red zone yesterday. Did not know if I'd make it out alive. Hey, I might be infected. Well, I know, geez. I know. I, why, why lately the songs all go negative? And you know what? Today's been a dark episode. The only thing that can bring us together is the fact that. Here we go. Two, three. Ralph Macchio is a bad actor <laughs> with a weird hairline and posture. He doesn't seem like a karate guy. He looks more like a. Uh, like he. Okay. <laughs> like he enjoys uh, accountant. Accountant. Jen. Yo. Do we have any comments or anything? I don't think so, right? I, I feel. feel like, I feel like we're we've. we've uh, uh, let me just check here, the last minute, if there's anything, because I I feel like we were on top of everything. Yeah, we're good. Well, this has been a fun uh, show. A little dark and depressing at times, but this is what we do here. 
We want to depress you as you start your day. We want, actually, you know what? You're joking, but it is really fun to talk about light things. It's a nice light distraction from this heavy. I know, but we're going to talk about something sometimes. Okay, I'm just saying it's really fun Are to talk about. Are you saying we shouldn't? We should just make this a fun light thing yeah, all the time? Yeah, I, I just suggested to go completely the extreme. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this this oh is real God. this is real fighting. Yeah, but I can tell no, you kind of want like maybe I could sense I that after the be- podcast you'd be like maybe we shouldn't talk about depressing stuff. Well, that's and you need to stop making uh assumptions because you know what that means, eh? Makes an ass out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and listening. We appreciate you. We sure do. We sure do. Join us tomorrow, Friday, for our last show of the week. And as we mentioned, of course, uh, Far West Fridays is over. So we're back tomorrow at 7 a.m., our regular nice, cozy time of 7 Mm a.m. We'll be back tomorrow live on YouTube, Facebook, Daily Motion, Twitch, and Periscope. Then available on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free, if you like the show, share it in your regular life. Not necessarily on, I mean, yes, on social media, but just talk about it. Hey, listen to this great show in the morning. Can't start the day without it. We love those people. Yep. Jen, I love you. Love you. Thank you so much. And uh, that's it, everybody. Enjoy your day, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And as always, watch your head. Yeah, I learned a lot. Got a degree. And what I'm not, you spend your life looking for what you already got. Such a beautiful waste of time. Waste of time. A beautiful waste of time. It's just a waste of time. A beautiful waste of time Just a waste of time The whole world wants a piece of my head But they all get a piece of my mind instead I roll over and go back to bed It's such a beautiful waste of time A beautiful waste of time It's just a waste of time